so Marvel's What If Episode 2 has been released and this is one of the four voiceover performances from the late Chad Chadwick Boseman and at the end of the episode it did a nice a, a, an amazing tribute to Chadwick at at the end and it had a lot of it, it was like one line but it was really impactful because of the way the episode played out so for those that don't know what if is a series for Marvel and basically they're taking all the beats of the Infinity War saga and putting their what if twist on it so that means what if this happened instead of that what would have happened and that's the whole basis that's the whole idea of the show so for episode two it's what if Marvel's Black Panther became Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill, which is the name of the original Star-Lord for those that's not really too deep into it. <laughs> but MCU can definitely, well, they did take a lot of beats from the old Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy movie and Black Panther and kind of mashed it, put it together. It really wasn't, like you wouldn't have to watch Guardians of the Galaxy or Black Panther to get it, but if you did, there's some fan service for, well, I don't know, well, I guess fan service in, in, in the sense of those who actually watched the older movies. But the biggest difference between T'Challa, become, which is black, the name of Black Panther, the biggest difference between T'Challa becoming Star-Lord and the original Star-Lord is pretty... It's pretty big. <laughs> like the there's a bit there's a huge difference in the way Black Pan T'Challa. I'm just gonna call him T'Challa. T'Challa goes around being Star Lord versus Peter Quill, and that's that is perfected in this episode. Like the way that they explained it, while also showing him being the because he is at this point what what he did in the episode. This is gonna be a spoiler review, but I'm not gonna get into it just now. I'm gonna let you know when I get into spoilers. But basically, they thorough, uh, thoroughly explain how he uses his words to overcome even the biggest obstacles. And now I'm probably going to get into a little spoiler territory. So for those who haven't watched the episode yet, I will probably come back after you watch it. Or, or yeah, just come back after you watch it. It's really, I mean, this this audio recording is definitely not going anywhere <laughs> it's definitely gonna be on all platforms uh if you click my link tree in my bio you know shameless plug but anyways so t'challa getting into spoiler territory now so that's the last one <laughs> so t'challa at the beginning at the beginning of guardians of the galaxy peter quill who was the original star lord walked through this cave for in to uh, to steal an infinity stone but when t'challa does it the guy he runs into instead of the original Star-Lord, he was like, he called himself Star-Lord and the enemy was like, who? T'Challa, he actually didn't have to say anything and the person knew who he was because of his reputation as being a different type of Star-Lord. Like basically, this type of Star-Lord uses his words in a way that affected the whole universe and is, he's now revered, revered instead of Peter Quill's Star-Lord being mocked and laughed at. So hopefully that makes sense. One of the biggest ways that he uses his words 
to overcome even the biggest obstacles is Thanos himself, which is the probably the biggest surprise to me in this whole series. He was literally throughout this whole episode, and it was like, like that's Thanos, voiced by Josh Brolin, the original voice for Thanos. So it was just like, well, not original. I don't. Well, I guess it was the original. I think Thanos' first on-screen appearance wasn't wasn't Infinity War, as far as being. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is Josh Brolin is definitely the OG of the the real Thanos, and so he's he's come back to do the voice of the animation. And basically, the biggest twist about T'Challa being Star-Lord is he actually talked Thanos out of destroying half of the universe. And it's literally a running gag throughout the whole episode, talking about Thanos saying that it would have been efficient, even though everybody keeps talking, saying to him, like, that sounds more like genocide. So it's, it's very interesting the way they play off of that. So this is like a happy-go-lucky type Thanos, sort of kind of how Hulk if you want to picture it by like if you if you haven't seen it yet and you're still listening to the spoilers if you want me to like explain it for you it's basically basically like after Thanos beat the Hulk down and Hulk became like the happy version of himself that's kind of how Thanos is throughout this episode and he's a great addition to the actual Ravengers team because instead of having to form the Guardians of the Galaxy he gets to stay with the T'Challa gets to stay with the Ravengers because of him being able to solve most situations with his words. And so he there's no need to form the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's with the Ravengers. So Thanos joins him and he's part of the team for this episode. And there's a lot of things that T'Challa is revered for, but that's like one of the biggest ones, which makes sense because Thanos was literally the biggest boss in the Infinity War saga. Getting into the rest of the episode, so I forget her name, but the daughter of Thanos with the robot, with the, the yeah, I, I really forget her name. It's kind of bad. But anyways, T'Challa throughout the whole episode is trying to take something from the collector and it's very much like a spy type episode. Like they explain things while it's happening to speed up the episode because it's only really 30, I think 30 minutes at max. I think that's like max, like including credits. So it's even shorter than that. So they don't have a lot of time to work with. But the way that they do the heist, they're trying to take something from the collector that's very important. And so they explain the heist while they're showing the heist to, to speed up the, the, the episode. But they don't do it in a bad way. Like, it's very much fitting for this setting. Like, this is, in my opinion, I feel like this is a way better. Like, if, if Black Panther was a 9 out of 10, then... The like no, if this episode two was a nine out of ten, I would say the first one was like a compared to it, it would be like a seven or six. Like this is a really well, <clears throat> well written episode with a lot of twists and turns you wouldn't be expecting, like, like completely blindside twist you would not expect just one after another after another. Like it's a very very engaging and entertaining episode. Like almost made me want to watch it again. So they end up taking whatever they set out to take from the collector, but not before giving a lot of fan service. So Thanos actually fights Proxima Midnight and the big guy from from the Black Order, from the, the, his like best guards that he had when he was taking over 
when he was taking all the Infinity Stones, the the different guards that he had with different powers, like he had one that was using telekinesis, the other one was using a huge hammer, and that, and then Proxima Midnight was the one with the sword or whatever. So Thanos actually takes on two of those people because because he's like good now, and he loses. So I was like, ah, this is definitely a much underpowered Thanos, which was kind of under. Like I was hoping he still had it, but I mean he can fight. But at the same time, he doesn't really have the OG killer instinct type fighting moves that he used to have. So, yeah, Thanos was definitely underpowered in this episode. It was handled pretty easily by his, what used to be his understudies. So the rest of the episode, you're really just getting a lot of fan service from T'Challa just talking his way out out of a lot of situations and emphasis on talking so that means Chadwick Boseman shines throughout this whole episode because the voice act because I mean of him passing away in this episode being focused on the character talking his way out of situations and makes you really focus more on the voice which is even more perfect because Chadwick Boseman does a great job at delivering all his lines so he's really the star of this whole episode so this episode is really like perfect like honestly like i don't know if another episode could even come close to this one like the first episode it was cool but i had no idea no idea they had this in store so the what if animated series is definitely off to a strong start like one like i said if that was a 7 out of 10 this is like a 9 like this is really really good episode and it makes me just more excited to to watch the next or, or, yeah, watch the next episode. So I, can't, I, I just can't wait for that. So Some of the things that people may have missed, um, Gamora wasn't really in this, well, she wasn't in this episode at all. And, peop, and from the snippets that we've seen from the intro of What If, it seems like she's taking over the Thanos role, not, in far, not as far as, like, killing in half the universe, but just using his armor and his double-bladed sword because, you know, his... Her her father, Thanos, decided to take the more peaceful route. So now he's like a gardener. That was like a joke in the in the episodes. Like he's actually a gardener now. Like he was at the beginning after he beat all the Avengers. So at the end of the episode, T'Challa meets back with Wakanda and is is for people who watch it they will understand, but it was very interesting how they just skipped over him. They didn't skip over it, but they made a very weak answer to why he wasn't returned to Wakanda when he was accidentally picked up by the Ravengers. Like, it was very weak and at the end, they kind of made it pay off but not really. Like, it was just it was kind of bad, honestly. Like, I don't the reason why he was taken away and not brought back was not, they didn't explain that well at all. So, because the explanation was just, it just wasn't believable at all. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about Marvel's What If Episode 2. Um, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Chadwick Boseman's vocal performance in this episode? And what was your favorite part of Episode 2?